0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbertson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, January 12th. That means two things. One, we're 24 hours away from John Breach turning 40 years old. And two, it's our Brady Quinn Football Job.
1: So Breach turns 40? Yeah, forget the next read you got. There's a lot of reading. Just real quick. Breach turns 40?
0: On Thursday.
1: Wow. Happy yeah. birthday, Breach. Happy birthday tomorrow. John, John um, Breach
0: has never, I guess as, a, as an adult, has never seen the Bengals win a playoff game.
1: I believe that's true. But more importantly, as an adult, he has gone to a Britney Spears concert by himself.
0: That is true, which is the creepiest thing on the planet. Um, also, probably how Taken 5 would start, or Taking 6 would start, because Taking 4 would start from, apparently, my wife going to a a yoga class in a, in a room by herself and getting kidnapped.
1: Well, I, I just, I'm not That's weird. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that sort of yoga. So like she is, they've divided up. I mean, I imagine there's one instructor. She's doing yoga in that room and there's like other mini rooms or like they're all watching the same instructor. How's yeah, this I happen?
0: Think I think it's, I think it's, it's so the setup is basically you can rent your, own. Uh, you can, you get your own little space so you can rent a room for like you pay you pay a monthly membership right and that allows you to you know depending on what you the plan you use i guess you get up to like unlimited or up to 10 or whatever you know whatever it is and you can you can reserve a room for a certain time period and you go in there and do the yoga it's hot yoga too so i don't know if that matters
1: no of course it's got to be hot i mean why would you do yoga cold or like even at like room temperature you know (laughs) it's like
0: I mean, neutral yoga, <laughs> like cool.
1: No, I'm just saying like, I'm not trying I do yoga. I do yoga once a week. It's what right. I'm just saying. You described this to me. I literally in my head, I was like, oh, I could picture like Liam Neeson's granddaughter doing yoga in this scenario. And then all of a sudden she gets taken. And next thing you know, boom, there's the beginning of like taken four or five or whatever we're on now. Taken four then,
0: is, came out in taken Four retirement or oh, president rescue mission. Wait, is this real?
1: Probably. I mean, it had a strong following. I don't know that that one did well in the box office, but I think this yoga version where he's a grandfather and he's got like a granddaughter that gets you know big into yoga, but then gets abducted from there and then ends up going into this like underworld of the whole yoga society. I think that would be fascinating.
0: Uh, It says that Taken 4 is going to come out on Netflix, but they don't have a release date. We're also, yeah. Well, that's a big problem i mean i haven't seen taken two or taken three do i need to rectify that
1: it's it's kind of like taking one it's just a little bit different people and then they're probably in a different setting but it's pretty much the same plot
0: right somebody gets kidnapped and liam neeson has to go and liam neeson's
1: like badass talking in a voice you know yeah. like the, i have a very specific skill set i'm going you have made a very bad mistake yeah, can you imagine yeah. the yoga guy talking trash back? Though he's like, "Oh, I've got a special set of skills too. I'm very limber. Yeah. It's a I hot room, so I can I do frozen off. yoga.
0: <laughs> so that's frozen yogurt. I,
1: I can I can do all these different poses, and you can't because I'm limber like that."
0: <laughs> the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, by the way, last one. Okay, so their last hey. yes,
1: not a hot take. Cincinnati has the easiest path to the Super Bowl in the AFC.
0: Okay, oh, let's, let's dive right in on that. Happy birthday, Breach! Look at Brady Quinn's
1: lobby. I mean, true or false?
0: Um, I'm trying to do the math on. So, who do they
1: play in the wild card round?
0: Raiders, best for sure, okay. the best matchup in the first. round. And
1: then round. the whole thing is you want to avoid, okay, KC or Buffalo. Like those are the best. Then those two have to score off and play in the wild card round.
0: Yeah. So, well, you want to avoid? K- Wait, they would they would play in the divisional
1: round. A divisional round they'll have to play the division round. If if everyone wins, who we think is going to win? Right. Well it'd be, right. it'd be so, Cincinnati versus Tennessee in Nashville, but still, like you want to be able to avoid both cases. Buffalo
0: Buffer, and Casey, if Buffalo and Casey both win, they play each other the divisional round Cincinnati correct. plays Tennessee. Correct. So Cincinnati, in theory, if the chalk holds, would only have to play one of Casey and Buffalo. Yeah, that that's a I don't know, That's a hot take. I mean, I mean it's a good
1: take. The, the, look, forget sitting for a second. If you and I were looking at, okay, who's going to come out of the AFC, we'd still say KC and Buffalo, right? I mean, am I crazy in saying that? The
0: winner of yeah. KC and Buffalo.
1: Okay. And then the problem is, is they have to play each other in the divisional round if they both, you know, advance in the wild card yes. round. And I, I just and, think. And you and won- then,
0: but then the other problem for them is if they're not playing in the divisional round, it, it means that they lost. So, right. <laughs> you know, so that's even worse.
1: Right. But for the sake of Cincinnati argument, is you literally could avoid potentially both if they both don't make it or one of the two, which is huge for you. I think moving forward, trying to get the super bowl.
0: Well, that may be why Brady Um, the, Oh, by the way, should point out this weekend. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend is on CBS featuring two can't-miss games. We mentioned the Bills, of course. Saturday night at 8.15 Eastern, the Patriots and Bills renew their rivalry in primetime. Then on Sunday at 4.30 Eastern, two legendary teams take the center stage when Jimmy G and the 49ers clash with Dak and the Cowboys. Super Wild Card Weekend, Saturday night and Sunday afternoon on CBS. It's always weird having to make him like, oh, this is a serious big CBS read. I should probably yeah. do this in a straightforward Announcer voice only on CBS. <laughs> Taken seven only on Jim. I don't, Tony? I, don't <laughs> I don't know, Jim. <laughs> oh, what are they gonna do here, Jim?
1: I do appreciate that. A guy who's getting paid with 17 18 million is asking the play by play what he thinks. <laughs> is gonna happen. No, he no,
0: thinks no, Teddy no, he's just like, I don't know, Jim,
1: yeah. We're just not having any response. It's 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 quite the contrary to what you hear on every other network. But you know,
0: hey oh, yeah, you now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey. I'm just hey saying. now. Look, you can talk about buildos all you want, but if you know Tony Romo,
1: <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Like, look, I, you watch all these games, you hear different commentary, you're going, wait a second.
0: I will. I, I'll tell you this. You know, like, I like to uplift commentary. I will say this. I think Greg Olson has been a revelation as a commentator this year.
1: He's good. He's, good. I mean, there's a reason why Fox put him in the spot he's is in. Yeah. And by the way, the combination of him and Burkhart is great.
0: Burkhart's awesome,
1: man. Two Jersey guys. Honestly, I, when I watch their games, I really do feel like I'm in an I Rock Camaro, like a lot, like the late 1980s. We've got like cut off, like a jean, like jacket on, listening listen to like, I don't know, R.E.O. Speedwagon or something. Or, or something. Just driving down the boulevard.
0: Yeah, that's not.
1: That's what I picture Burkhart and Olson doing while calling a game.
0: Okay, Uh that's White Snake, of course.
1: Yeah, I was way off, but yeah.
0: No, no, no. I, I, I threw out here. I go get my own. You threw out Aria Speedwagon. Aria is just... a little more '80s than '90s, I think.
1: Yeah, so I said '80s. White Snake. That's what I said '80s. So was White Snake. Poison. Pick oh, okay. your 80s. You '80s rock band.
0: Um, they bo- they blasted White Snake when we uh, when we like when we walked out of our final chapel at boarding school. It's like here we go again. It's like sort of a like, kind of a bit, but also kind of cool. Um, that's well, late nineties. That
1: was badass. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a kid, but like the teachers are probably like secretly like yeah, this
0: is awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I'm talking about. All oh, right, yeah. You Norman, of here. Yeah, here you Mr. go. Mr. Yeah. Spanish teachers like get gone, losers. Yeah. Here. I go. He fired up his Camaro too. Now what is uh, this show every week? Uh, it's the best. <laughs> so, um, to the point about the Bengals, would you, I mean, I, they would have been my first pick if we're looking at Super Bowl futures. The favorite to the Packers at th- plus three eighty, Chiefs plus four seventy five, Bills plus se- seven seven and a half to one for Buffalo. Interesting, eight to one for Tennessee, eight to one for uh, Tampa Bay, nine to one for the Rams, twelve to one for the Cowboys, eighteen to one for the Bengals, twenty for the Pats 22 for the Cardinals 25 for the Niners 40 for the Raiders 60 for the Eagles and Steelers to win the Super Bowl. Um when we, we did a show, we did a, a CBS HQ show last week looking at the same odds, similar odds. I thought Bengals at 20 to 1 stood out to me. Still stands out at 18
1: to 1. 100%. I mean they cuz they you at least feel like they've got the easiest path in the AFC to get there. So whether or not you want to make, you know, lay down the 18 to 1 odds for them to win it. Or even, what is eight and a half to one to win the AFC? I mean, again, I think those are favorable odds given the position they're in. Sometimes, too, you get those teams that, like, yeah, they haven't been there before, but that's okay. Like, sometimes it's good to not know what you don't know. You go in there and you play loose, you play free. You're not like the earlier Cincinnati Bengals, the Andy Dolt, where it was like, every play matters because we're trying to just win one of these things. Like, there was just always something, and you could feel so much tension about it. Um, and so, you know, you go in there, you play loose, play free. I look at the rest of the AFC, by the way, and again, it's no disrespect to the Titans. They're obviously the number one overall seed, but they're not the favorite to win the AFC. It's the chiefs and the bills first ahead of them. And I think it's because like Derrick Henry's a question mark, you know, I mean, yeah. Okay. So he comes back and plays in the divisional round. What does that look like? You know, how healthy is he? What's his workload? Um, do you think the defense can really stop in this hypothetical Cincinnati's passing attack? Or running the football, for that matter. Like I don't think they can match up. Um, and then I, then I think you look at, you know, the other thing about Tennessee is, is their passing game. Like Julio Jones really hasn't played, provided much of a factor. Uh, AJ Brown has, but you know, we've seen them too, not put as much pressure on Tannenhill in the playoffs. And and so if he gets in there, can he deliver? Can he match, you know, what you're probably going to see from from Cincinnati and the way they sling the football around? I just think those are big question marks you know, for everyone else with the exception of the Bengals. Um, and so I think they're the most easiest path, great odds, if you're looking to land money on one of these teams.
0: Uh, agreed completely. Um, fun fact for you. The Bengals' playoff drought. You know, the last time when, when they the, – so they, their last win
1: – Boomer was, Sison. What's that? Boomer Sison.
0: Yeah. Their last win in the playoffs was a wild-card victory, 41-14, over the Houston Oilers. The next game they lost, and that began their lengthy playoff drought. Here's the fun fact, though: it was January of 1991. They lost 10 to 20 to the Raiders, and they lost on John Breach's ninth birthday. Wow! Yeah, and so like Breach has basically had 30 years of to- well, I mean it's not really 31. 30. Yeah, 31. But, I mean, like, they didn't go back to the playoffs for 15 years. So, <laughs> uh, they finally get back in 2005, 2009, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, good Lord, that's so painful. Um, so, a pretty huge game for the Bengals. But I do agree with you that I don't think this gets treated as, oh, the ghost of Andy Dalton is haunting us. I think it gets treated as Joe Burrow is a bad, bad AMFer. And he's going to go out there and, and, like, light up the Raiders in what is really ugly weather, supposedly. It's going to be, like, 37, 35, snow on the ground. You know who doesn't play well in a, in, in cold weather?
1: I guess Derek Carr.
0: I mean, statistically, he does not play that well in cold weather. Yeah. Yes. Um, hey, hey you, know, know.
1: Where, you know where Joe Burrow's from? Uh, Ohio. Ohio, yeah. Grew, grew up playing in a man.
0: All right, do, you, do you buy into that? You buy into that, right? Yeah, it was easier for you to play in cold weather because you grew up in it, right?
1: Dude, I think most of my wins were actually like 40 below 40 or 40 and below, like literally, which I I don't know. I don't know how much of a correlation there is to that. I mean, honestly, like it wasn't like you think about that sort of thing, but um, it's like you do, I think, adapt to it a lot easier throwing a football, understanding what it's like to throw a football. I mean, hell, I remember playing basketball in the wintertime outside, you know, understanding how to do things when your hands are numb and you're cold and there's wind and there's all these other things. So, yeah, I definitely think it plays an advantage to guys who have experienced that, grew up in it, and have dealt with it. Because they walk outside and it's no, nothing different for them. You know, you get other guys, and I would played with other guys who were quarterbacks where when it got windy and they came from a nice area, California or somewhere like that, where it's not windy very often, mm-hmm. they struggled. Like they struggled to understand how to play the wind, how to, you know, almost like a golf shot at times with the way you're shaping some of your throws.
0: Trying to find the freaking—it's been so hard to do the stat filters that I can't find the uh, the the weather filter. But yeah, I mean, I I do think that I mean I think it matters. I mean I think it matters, you know, when you look yeah. at uh when you look at like Derek Carr coming from cold weather. Is he you know is he I mean are we coming from warm weather his entire life? Went to Fresno you know plays plays for the Raiders.
1: I mean, now I mean yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely matters i mean it, it all matters obviously um and that stadium too there's there's a bit of wind the way it whips through and all that so it's not even just a obviously passing game it's going to be a kicking game too um so you know just you're going back to the initial sentiment though if you're looking at one of the teams in the AFC, i, I think cincinnati's that team that it's worth the value outside of that again you know wow. it's hard to
0: before or right, to so in 2020 i'd have to look up this is in when they remember they beat the Browns, it was that windy cold game uh, Raiders win in Cleveland. It was in that stretch where there was a bunch of like wind, like Baker, you know, like it, it was the 2020 season Carr had been just one of 10 averaging 204 yards per per game passing with nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions in games where the temperature was 45 degrees or colder at kickoff. I think he has won his last two of those. So he's now like three and 10, Um, but that's still not, you know, still not ideal. It's a guy who you know is he's going to have to get some help from his defense, and if the Bengals come out slinging, they could they could they could advance. And and like you said, if the Bengals so if the Bengals win, they're guaranteed they're not guaranteed to play. They could potentially play either Kansas City or Buffalo if one of Kansas City or Buffalo loses.
1: Correct. But in that scenario, well, well yeah, yeah, because because they would end up paying. And that's yeah. Again, but we're assuming all favorites win moving forward, right? As far or, as seeing.
0: but but I'm saying to your point about the easiest path, if there is an upset, then like the so the 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 Bengals is the four seed. Let's say that the Patriots beat the Bills and the Chiefs beat the Steelers. The Patriots would play the Titans and the Bengals would play the Chiefs. But Correct. in that scenario. You still only have to play one, one of the Bills and the Chiefs. It's just yes. whether you get them in the divisional round or in the championship game if you're the Bengals and you hope to advance. And then you would get the Titans or the Patriots in the in the championship game if you if you beat. So yeah, I mean, I think that's probably where it's consensus. Just the best value on the board at 18 to 1. I'm gonna take some
1: of that. Best value, I would say best path to a Super Bowl in sure. the AFC picture as as we sit right now. So by the way, side note, um, the Raiders getting in, and we can talk about whatever the game you want as far as the timeout that Stanley called and I don't know. I, I, I don't really know that that like, played as much of a factor as making a big deal about. But the point is this. I, I think it's interesting because Rich Passacci has done such a good job that now he's being like looked at as like, oh, hey, maybe we should give him the head coaching title. I always feel like it's so interesting because sometimes that happens with backup quarterbacks. Like they go in for an injured starter. yeah, And then it creates this whole like, oh, maybe should, this guy should be the guy. And then you kind of go through this like state of limbo for a year or two, a la, the Philadelphia Eagles with the Wentz Foles thing. And then like no one wins. And then next thing you know, like everyone's gone. Like Peterson's gone, Wentz is gone, Foles is gone. Like I, I always think it's interesting when you find someone who does a good job who like like Rich Passaccia has. It's been solid for the Raiders. But if they don't do a coaching search and they don't try to figure this thing out, if there's not the a best candidate out there possible, you're kind of doing your team an injustice, right? Like it's so different than. John Gruden kind of said every pretty much offseason that he's been with Derek Carr when he was their head coach. Like, and, and may- Mike Mayock talked about it. Like, they would try to upgrade at every position possible on their roster, sure. regardless of how much that may stink to hear. Like, that's what you're trying to do if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. So, I just think it's going to be interesting to see if the Raiders were able to roll this thing into like a run or win in the wild card round, beat the Bengals and all that. There's going to be more of a push push for it. Oh, yeah. And I'm not trying to take anything away from what he's done. I just worry about then you get into the future like a year from now they're a bad football team and you're like, oh, what were we thinking a year ago? you know
0: I th- yeah, I think the problem is you can get captured by the emotion of
1: this well you're an emotional ball. guy Mark Davis is an emotional guy right
0: oh I mean yeah he's I mean just crying as he's dipping his PF Changs into you know and nibbling on his dumplings with the with with his white jumpsuit it's just
1: it's getting all misty
0: yeah. I'll never forget just seeing him. He's just sitting there at the, at the Super, Super Bowl 50 in San
1: Francisco. No, okay, in Arizona tell me this one. He's, he's always
0: there. He's always around. He's hard to miss. Yeah. He's driving a conversion van and wearing a white jumpsuit. Like he's like. Okay. Do you remember?
1: Do you remember in San Francisco, at Super Bowl Fifty? He was like in the lobby eating a pizza and I'm pretty yeah. sure he gave Pete a piece of pizza.
0: Pete went over there. And was like, "Hey, Mark," and he's like, "Hey, you, yeah. want, a, you want a slice of Zob, Pete?" Yeah. He's like, "Sure." Super yeah. Bowl Forty Nine in Arizona, we saw him. He was like in the back of the restaurant and he was just sitting, there like, lean back very casually in this white jumper. just like, and just, just, just zero concern for taking French fries, dipping them in ketchup and like carrying them to his mouth. Oh, like if I'm in a white jumpsuit, you're worried about everything. If I'm in a white shirt, I'm like, I mean, I am like leaning way over and like making sure there's no possible path for ketchup to land on my shirt. Mark Davis, no care in the world.
1: I remember one time on Easter, we went to a nice restaurant for brunch and I had on a pair of like, they were like white or light cream, whatever pants. And they gave me a napkin. And so I put on my lap and it wasn't like a black napkin. It was like a white napkin. And the entire meal, I thought I was wiping my hands on the napkin and I was wiping them on my pants. So I had like all these like ketchup stains, <laughs> like, random stains, like all over my pants. I was like, geez, like I didn't even try just- to dry clean. I think I just threw them out.
0: Yeah. You just, you just got to get rid of it. Yes.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um,
0: so. Are there any bad bets and or
1: the like- Steelers are a bad bet? There is a point in time where I wonder if like, like the fourth and was a fourth and eight when oh, they had dude, a person?
0: Ryan Wilson wanted the Steelers to not make the playoffs. So they could just go out. It's like, Hey, you know what? We got screwed by the tie, but yep. Big Ben beat the Browns, beat the Ravens walks away. We don't yep. see all flat on a high
1: note. Like, that ball, though, the way it came out of his hand, I was like, oh, God, it's not going to get there. And I was like, slowly <laughs> in the air. I was like, oh. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I, I I, mean, jokingly, I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek, like, if he was wondering if he wanted Boswell to miss the kick, he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on, man. Let's just do this thing over with. Like, he, I see him now. I see him, He looks tired. He's just out there. He looks tired, man. Like, I just – like every every's putting everything in every throw, and it's just like, oh man, he, that's, looks,
0: like a, he looks like a bag of sand out there. <laughs>
1: I guess, I guess the off-season workout diet thing just went to the wayside, huh?
0: Yeah, right. Remember that? Remember that freaking. Oh. Um, and, and and by the way, it's like, it's it's hard for defensive backs to judge his his balls so slow that they can't like the defensive backs are having a hard time getting to it. I mean, some of these balls he throws too are like. He had that little short out route he was trying to throw. And it's like the ball skidded three times and went out of bounds.
1: Yeah. It was like going from Randy Johnson to Greg Maddox. You know, it's like <laughs> guys topping out in the high nineties, lefty. All of a sudden, like throwing behind your head. Yeah. Next thing you know, Greg Maddox comes in. It's like, oh, it Greg Maddox
0: without the accuracy. Oh. Like, 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 like it's like going from like it's like going from Randy Johnson to Mike Maddox.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just. It was. Uh, it's. It's. I, I mean, I'm. I'm curious to see how much gas he has left in the tank. I mean, I, I'm curious to see that. Do
0: you so. like the? Do you like the Chiefs minus twelve and a half? I guess
1: then. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Um, how
1: come? Um, I just feel like Big Ben. <laughs> I have a hard time thinking their offense will be able to keep pace. I don't think Kansas City is going to struggle that much to be able to put up some points on um, the Steelers defense. So yeah, I just I feel like it's it's playoff time. Like this is when the Chiefs start to kind of turn things on. Uh and I think they're gonna start to maybe do that here.
0: Um I kind of like the 49ers as decent value at 25 to 1.
1: Oh going to the NFC now. Okay.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we can Super
1: Bowl or, or Super Bowl or conference? Ooh, Super the
0: conference Bowl. Conference is 12 to 1. Super yeah. Bowl is 25.
1: 25 though. to 1. Um, I mean they, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's like a long do. shot, but they've been there, and I think it's like they got some things working together at the right time. I don't know. For Super Bowl, I don't really like any of the like long shots. I just don't think there's really that great of a chance. I mean, it'd be one thing if Hopkins was coming back for the Cardinals, because Watt will be back. I do think that will help their defense out. But maybe they get on a run, and it's like almost better they're playing on the road because <laughs> how good they've been on the road this year. So it's like – they have no problem just going on the road to, to get to the Super Bowl.
0: The, um, so the 49ers path would be at Dallas, obviously this weekend, Sunday, 4 30 p.m. on CBS and on Nickelodeon, Mike McCarthy, slime time, baby. That's right. Let's get randy. So, it's a Austin Powers show. You remember the Austin I, Powers thing? I, I remember it. I remember
1: him saying it. I just, just right, thought it was an like, awkward time.
0: Monday. Nickelodeon, that, just,
1: it's kind of odd.
0: Yeah, that's terrible. Um But if they win that game, presumably if the Buccaneers win against the Eagles as eight and a half point favorites with Tom Brady on their side, uh, then San Francisco would go to Green Bay to play the Packers off a bye. They do have a pretty good history against the Packers, um, although I think they lost their last matchup. But Kyle Shanahan has largely uh, dominated Matt LaFontaine, his old, his old, uh, his old.
1: He just kind of dominates his, his like former assistant buddies, right?
0: He really does. Like He he does.
1: man. He like knows what he's doing.
0: He, I mean. If you look at it, that's a thing. I've used that in betting for the last two or three years. And it, it worked it, out well for you then. Yeah. Cause I mean, he takes care of McVay. He takes care of LaFleur. I mean, sometimes they get him, but you know. Um, and then they would have to go at Tampa Bay, presumably, or at uh, the Rams or hosts. Or no, they would be at Arizona, at LA, or at Tampa Bay. That's a pretty tough three game stretch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a, like, like I said, like I don't really like any of the long shots as far as the win Super Bowl. Uh, I think as far as to win the conference, like, all right, now I'm looking at the 49ers at 12 to one. I say, yeah, I like that a little bit better. Or even the Cowboys at six to one. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I, I don't know. And I don't feel So what's, what's
0: the Niners Packers line,
1: uh, Packers minus
0: it five. No, no, it's not, it's not, it's not a thing yet. I'm saying like, if the Niners beat the oh. Cowboys Packers minus um, six,
1: it's in Packers. green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe six and a half. Okay. I think that's about right. Okay.
0: I'm trying to do the math on a money line parlay, and I can't really find it. Well, I'm trying to see if, like, it's better just to bet the... Um, the parlay? Well, no, so you could bet the... if you Like, instead of 25-1 to 1 for the Niners to win the Super Bowl, you could bet their money line now. Like, they're going to be underdogs in every single game. Right. So you could just bet them each week and just roll over the winnings into apart like into uh, and just like let's say you bet the you you bet the money line you do it as an open bet so you have 49ers money line let's say you put a 100 bucks on it yeah 49ers money line and you and you leave it open and then you add with three other games you just keep adding the the game that they win it would probably be better than 25 to 1 so i would i would think about simply doing that i think maybe anyway Hmm. um that's that's you just matters. lost my attention with all that. There's just I,
1: so much I, betting info and like all this future crap. I don't really care about. Let's do a little game we had put we had planned for this.
0: Okay, um, we're gonna do some headlines. I'm gonna yeah. do some headlines. Yeah. Okay. I don't really it's called, have it's called,
1: it's read it. It's called read in between the lines. Well. Okay.
0: Uh, do you have the headlines? Yeah. Okay. So so I don't have the headlines. I don't have to have. I got them.
1: Okay, I got them. I'll, I'll read them too. We can talk about reading between lines. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll play a brand new Brady Quinn football show pew, 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 game mm-hmm. called Reading Between the Lines. Next. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: All right. So Brady, this I think it was this morning. You sent an email said, Let's do this game. And I was like, okay. I like games. I love games. Do you have but do you have enough headlines to, to, to yes. make the game work? Oh, okay, cool. All yes. right. Okay, cool. Um, right. Well, go.
1: here we go. Uh the Broncos request. An interview with the Packers QB coach Luke Getze. right between the lines. What, what, what does this mean?
0: Right, that okay, that actually happened. I was, <laughs> it's a real I was furiously running through the IUPI or UPI or whatever I-U-P. it is. IUP. IUP. Yeah, I think it's yeah. The roster from, University of Pennsylvania from 2010. Trying to figure out who this interview was because I had missed it.
1: Yeah, um, I, 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 that was a typo. Sorry about that.
0: Oh, so it was 2010.
1: No, no, it was, but he was a play caller, not a player.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, are they interviewing him for head their, their head coaching position?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Come I on, we'll read in between the lines. What are the Broncos saying?
0: They're saying, "Oh, I see." They're oh, saying, oh, "Oh, are you there?" Uh, oh, I'm there. I'm there, I'm, I'm there. there. Have they interviewed Nathaniel Hackett as well?
1: He was also one of their interviews. Oh, oh, oh he's put it together now. All oh, right. Uh, what are they really saying?
0: They're, they're, the Broncos are gathering information. They don't want to hire these guys unless. Oh, no. Okay. They would be willing to hire these guys if Aaron Rodgers came along with them.
1: Ding, 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 ding. And also, opinion. I do think there's a thought that whether it would be Nathaniel Hackett or Luke uh, Getsy, who was the quarterback coach there in Green Bay, he, he the last time he called plays was at IUP, I believe in 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. So, about a decade okay. ago, which is why it makes you go, oh, Wait a second, he's interviewing for a head coaching job. <laughs> like, what's yeah. going on here? He's been a quarterback coach with the Packers now since 2020, he's like, been there a couple of years. So, like, what's happening here?
0: It's it, uh, it, it, like, it what's
1: up, up with that? that? You know, what's I up? Love, with that? I love what's
0: up with that. What's There's a better character, by the way, than Jason Sudeikis in the jumpsuit when he's just running. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up with that? that?
1: What's, i mean so it's kind of like <laughs> what's up with
0: that? Is probably it's probably a top five post like will ferrell like snl uh, skit the top five post like bad snl skit yeah yeah like once <laughs> snl went rotten what's up yeah. with that is, is is one of the few good highlights anyway yeah i mean it would uh it would be weird to hire luke getsy as your next head coach
1: i mean how many people would be like who and then yeah. you go yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is coming. Oh, okay. Oh, now we God. get it. Now we get it. I and mean, because here's the other thing is, I think it alleviates any concerns you would have about him calling plays. If it's like a collaborative approach where Aaron can be out there diagnose, call plays, very similar to who was the other Hall of Famer guy that that John L.A. brought in that was a yeah, free agent. Peyton
0: Manning. Peyton Manning. Oh, that
1: Peyton Manning guy. Yeah, very similar. Where when he walked in to Mike McCoy who was the OC at the time, and John Fox was the head coach. Where everyone else was like, hey, we want you to run the system or we'll work with you on learning us. He's like, no. They were, John Fox said to
0: Pete, I just want to drink Coors Light with you.
1: He's like, here, do whatever you want, like run your offense. Everyone else will learn it. We'll adapt to you. And then by 2013, they were setting records. Um, So I think you could see if Aaron wanted to leave Green Bay, if he wanted to go somewhere else with that roster, everything else, that's what's what's up with that. Or maybe what's freedom in between the lines. That's really? what it's about. It. By the way, I even think if they didn't hire Getze or Hackett as a head coach, there's a potential chance that if it was like Dan Quinn, for example, who's interviewing as well, that's that's your OC, and you're trying to bring Aaron Rodgers along with you, right?
0: Yeah, and the Packers could, in theory, block Nathaniel Hackett if they wanted to block him from or going.
1: A lateral move, but that's where Getzee comes in, where he right. can call plays.
0: And so you and so you interview these guys, and I guess it's a little tricky because you you don't want to interview them and like you want to you want to interview them and one find out you know what's up with Aaron like what's up with that what's up with that what's up with that, with, up with that? what is Aaron Rod, you know, you ask him like hey you know what's the vibe in the building you know with Rogers you know next what's year in the
1: building what's the vibe in the quarterback room he's with them every day you oh, know like he's gonna get a sense of all that. them
0: that's what I mean yeah I mean they'll I, I mean, I, I get the What's sense... What's the here. toe look like?
1: You know, how's his toe doing? He's gonna, yeah. He looks at it every day. He's probably sitting there in the meeting room with the old cowboy looking back, big old lippy and he's like, hey, how's that toe doing? All right,
0: all right, okay.
1: <laughs> you know, that's, that's usually how it works. Hack Hackett,
0: the big old cowboy?
1: No, Getsy. I
0: don't know, oh, back, guess he's a cowboy. They both look kind no, of neat. No, no, no.
1: A cowboy is the remote you hold that helps uh, uh, walk the place back <laughs> and forth. Oh, Jesus. The I'm cowboy not- is like your remote. So sometimes you'll see like Herb Street holds it. I other animals will have that. it. Yeah.
0: Well, why, I didn't, I didn't, why would I know it's called the? You, know how, you always have
1: a big dipping. Doctor, you know, you know, film thing, and you're you're going back and forth through the film. Okay. I don't, don't all right, all right. One of those deals.
0: Yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, I've had dips in. I it.
1: <laughs> big old hog's leg.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I. I is it a hog leg? Yeah. I think it's called a horseshoe. You can call both. Okay. You're
1: a like that. I, I, always like,
0: I always like chew better than dip. Are you a red man. Oh, yeah. There you go. Get a lot more spit. Don't have to worry. Yeah. Lot- you need,
1: you need, you'll be out in the outdoors. So you can spit everywhere you want. You know, yeah.
0: and it, the, the dip and the, it, it, it's the fine cut and it's just going everywhere. It yeah. never held in my lips. I'm always just swallowing it. You get nauseous. Ugh. Anyway,
1: big gigantic leaves to chew uh, on.
0: Uh, correct. What's, uh, What's our next
1: uh Okay, here's one for you. Okay. Browns general manager Andrew Berry says Browns have no qualm about proceeding with Mayfield without commitment beyond next season and he also says that well there's not going to be an issue between Mayfield and Stefanski. Um Okay. No, you okay.
0: okay. Oh, by the way, how did you uh how did you get these done, Nada? Good job. That's, that's fantastic.
1: Well, watch, not, watch it on no, YouTube.
0: No, it Okay. Oh, I
1: thought what, oh, he came up with it. And you don't worry. I came up with it. Nada came up with some of the headlines. We're, we're collaborating here. Yeah. It's a group. Cool. Pro- teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work.
0: Good teamwork. Um, That says to me, we have no interest in giving Baker Mayfield a contract. this all And we will not be giving him a contract. He is under contract for one year. And if somebody offers us anything decent for a trade, we'll roll with Case Keenan. And we don't have a problem with it. Is that accurate?
1: Ah, yeah. I think that's. I mean, if you have to address it as a general manager, you probably already have like a problem, right? And and this,
0: way are saying don't ask for a deal, Baker.
1: Well, I, I don't know if it's that. I, I think you know maybe it's don't even ask for a trade because that came out right, and then yeah, Baker refuted right, it. But I l- was led to believe more that maybe there's where there's smoke, there's fire, and he was upset that it got out either from the Brown side or something the trade, that was told the
0: trade part or the the. The Stefanski
1: relationship. The trade part. The trade part, because that was where he went after a local media member, who was, which is weird because she's always had the inside scoop on Baker. Like she's the one that's broke a lot of stuff. Even early in the season with all the injuries, she was one of the first to be like out in front saying, "Hey, he's dealing with a lot right now. You know, ankle yeah. and knee, ribs, all that stuff, and shoulder. Like she was the one that put that out there." And so now it's weird that he's like biting back at her. And it was, it was almost like a reaction to either this was told to you in confidence. You shouldn't let it out of the bag or someone the Browns told it. And then it was too good not to report. And now he's upset with someone in Cleveland for I think it's
0: I think it's that because if if you read between the lines in Mary Kay's article, it's the way it's phrased. Yeah. The, the trade, it's like the Browns believe Baker could ask for a trade. It's not Baker wants a trade, right? So I think it's probably the Browns know that he, he might consider a trade. They are trying to squash the trade because they don't have any interest in that. Um, And then there was a local Denver radio station. I think the fan, maybe is there a fan? Is there a
1: fan? I think there's a fan affiliate there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And um, they, uh, they, there was a guy on there saying like, he's heard that Baker wants to come to Denver.
1: Dude. It's, it's the, that's the most attractive vacancy for a head coach, or if you're a quarterback, I mean, literally, like they have a defense, they have a running game, they've got everyone to throw to. Your own, and this is where it comes down to, like,
0: the ownership what, is an issue. But there's rumors like well, Peyton, MF, and Manning taking right, the, to the team.
1: Right, that could solve itself. You know, you still have Elway there, Joe Ellis, who's been a part of the organization for a long time, helping take care of things. But what everyone's going to see on the outside, this is what players don't think about because we're wired differently. Everyone on the outside is going to say, "Well, yeah, but you have to play Patrick Mahomes twice a year and Justin Herbert twice a year and Derek Carr twice a year." A quarterback in the NFL doesn't give AF Mm. because he's looking at saying, "I'm better than them. Give me that situation, I'll show you that I'll beat them." Right. That's that's how every quarterback thinks. And so whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield, Drew Smith, and Kirk Cousins, yeah, they all they all feel that way, think that way. And, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just telling you right now that's the most attractive position for a quarterback or for a, a head coach vacancy, in my opinion.
0: That's that's a good point. Who was it? Um, oh, it was uh, D. Milner, the old uh,
1: cornerback of the Jets. Yeah, out of Alabama.
0: First, but he came out. He once said, "He's like I'm the best cornerback in football." it was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say. But I guess you have to believe that.
1: You have to believe that, especially as a cornerback on an island. I mean, think about it. It's no different than a tackle. Like, what do we like? We literally do a segment every week in our uh, our picks. Spinning top. Pete Pete picks out a spinning top and a guy who played poorly. And it's like, dude, you pick out five plays where he messed up or made some mistakes. And then there's the other 65 plays where he actually played well. But that's all we point out. Like, that's the reality of playing football in this day and age. It's no different than a cornerback. Like you're out there on an island the entire game. You could cover the guy for every single play besides one. You get burnt for a touchdown, happens to be to win the game. Now you like, look like the clown, like right? The
0: Bama, the young Bama cornerback who said, No, 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 no. Yeah, I am cooler you, bro. Yeah. Kool-aid. Yeah. He said, No, I don't uh, think so. You're not going to be all right. Right.
1: we all got two right. more, two more headlines, two more headlines. We got to read between the lines. The Carolina Panthers fire three assistants, but they keep head coach Matt Rule. Read between the lines there, Will
0: um well they've that's actually the fourth assistant they fired this year the read between the lines is matt rule you have one year to not screw up and if you suck again next year you're getting fired as well yeah that's now and and by the way they also the other headline was panther report colon panther matt rule told to go hire quote rock star oc it's like you you already tried that it didn't work oh
1: okay yeah i was just saying didn't you hire that young bright offensive mind joe brady that wasn't matched so here's here's to your point what you're saying that is is very true is the offensive line uh coach that they moved on from clearly that's to me like the biggest focus outside of getting a quarterback yep. is whoever's back you got to be able to protect them and, and even help the running game with christian mccaffrey if, if he's back if he's back healthy and all that which there's you know some speculation they could move on from him after this year and they can find a trade partner but the d-line coach he brought him if i'm not mistaken from baylor I believe so. Yes. And and that's one where when you start moving on from guys who you brought with you two years ago. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's, that's tough, man. I mean, this is a, a people person business. You've got those relationships. You have people who stepped out on a limb, moved their families oftentimes to, to relocate and go there. When you start having to say goodbye to those guys, that's where, you know, it's ugly and it's a sinking ship. And it's just a matter of probably when, not if, uh, whether it's next year, or if even if they can stay afloat for another year, that's the hard thing about this. So that's kind of where I read between the lines, and and it's tough again because you got another college coach who, you know, I think he's got the defense fixed. I think you got to fix some things on offense, and they could be competitive and surprise people, but they're just not there yet.
0: Yeah, he was at, he was uh, with Rule at Baylor for both years. Joined him, became from uh, he was the defensive line coach at Rice. Uh, Frank Oakham jumped to Baylor for two years, and has been with Rule at the Panthers for the last two years. So yeah, I mean. I get the sense, and I don't know if you saw the the Matt Rule um, press conference. He was asked about Sam Donald's fifth year option and why they guaranteed it so quickly. He made this like he gave this like terrible answer. Was clearly flustered and made this weird face. I think that David Tepper and Matt Rule's relationship is starting to fray. I think the Panthers have a David Tepper problem, and he's just not he can't handle losing, and he's he's not patient enough to let this whatever he thought was going to come to fruition come to fruition, and it's probably going to end up blowing up. Uh,
1: I think it's so interesting because it takes more time in sports to turn things around than people realize. Yes. And I think in the business world, that's probably true to some degree in certain industries, but not all of them, but where he comes from, which I, is he a FinTech background? Is that kind of his deal? Uh, I don't know what that is. What's FinTech? Of Like financial tech.
0: Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Well, so, he's, he bought a, he liked to buy distress assets and then flip them very quickly.
1: Yeah. Which again, I think about it like you're buying something to find value in and then flip it, then make it profitable quick. It doesn't work like that with the NFL franchise, it takes a while to build it back up. Yeah, right,
0: right. right. Um, okay, last one,
1: last one. All right. Um, and and I don't even know if we have the necessary headline. Here we go. The New York Giants, they're gonna let the new general manager decide the fate of head coach Joe Judge. I mean, read between the lines on this one, Will.
0: (laughs) It's uh, it's this is. This, what happened here, by the way? Dave Gettleman
1: retired. Yeah, they they were like, Hey, we respect you.
0: No, he's like, We're going to fire you. Do you want to retire instead? And Dave Gettleman's like, Yeah, screw it. I don't want to be fired for the second time um, as a GM. The Giants owner statement said that they would, that they planned on a lot. They want the GM, the new GM, and they're going, they're not going to go with Kevin Abrams, who's the in house guy. They're going to go out of house. Um, one of the guys that they requested an interview for, a former NC State safety and former Cardinal safety, Adrian Wilson. Yeah, VP of uh, Pro Personnel with the Cardinals currently. Work yeah. rise up the up the range. He's ranks done there. a great. He's
1: done a great job, by the way.
0: Yeah, he's. he's uh, by the favorite. way,
1: he was a jack dude, and he was a fierce defender. Like that was a dude. If you're a scrum as a quarterback, you like, just get down. One Do of
0: my one of my down. favorite players of all time. Um, yeah. he's from High Point, actually, Uh, just like there me. But I I. I Saw him at the combine one year. I was like, Yeah, you know, I'm from. High I point thought you here.
1: were from Rock Hill. Where are you from High Point? Is that that's where you're from? Yeah. yeah. Not I Rock was, Hill.
0: I, no, Rock okay. Hill, South Carolina.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I know. I know it's South Carolina. I, I thought you were from Rock Hill for some reason.
0: Yeah, that's Javen Clowney and a bunch of other people. Um, I thought you
1: had some street cred there. I, I guess not.
0: I got no street cred in Rock Hill. But I said, I said, okay. I, I said, Hey, Adrian, like I'm from High. You know, I'm from High Point too. And he looks at me. He goes, We're not from the same High Point, bro. And I was like, That that's fair. That is fair. We probably you, you probably get that a
1: lot, don't you?
0: Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I was like yeah, I mean, come I mean, in I mean, with I'm your doing. little fratty hat on, all this stuff. You got your nice manicured beard, little smile. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm Will yeah, Britson. Hey, how you doing, man? Nice to meet you. I'm from High Point too. He's like, no, bro, we ain't Shut from up. the same High Point. Yeah, he's like, we ain't from the same High Point. It's like that is a
0: fair statement, my friend. Um, but he's a great dude, awesome football player, uh, and, and doing a very good job in player versus No, anyway, the I think that the Giants. Want it the Giants are embarrassed by the fact that they've had to fire everybody so many times over the last like five years and that they've morphed into the Jets since their last Super Bowl win essentially. And they don't want to fire Joe Judge because it's embarrassing to fire people. That's why they let uh, that's why they retired Dave Gettleman. As far as Joe Judge goes, though, I think they want to open up the pool of candidates and not restrict it to people who would just work with Joe Judge because that's like five people.
1: (laughs) Well, there's a lot to that. First off, I think in general, if you are afraid of how people will view you because you're basically admitting a mistake, that's what happens, right? If you're an owner and you've got to fire people, like you're admitting that it didn't work out. And if you're a part of that hiring process, you made a mistake. Yep. And if you have a problem with that, I mean, that's a you problem. I mean, I, I think like Jimmy Haslam took so much flack for a period of time of all the misses. Yep. But then I think we'd agree he got it right with Kevin Stefanski. Yes. Like, they're, they're Cleveland's in a much better position now. And so, for everything they went through, they're still at a point now where it's like, if you're a quarterback too, and like if Baker wants to leave, okay. But like, that's an attractive roster where you could win some football games. Yep. Ben's leaving. Pittsburgh has to figure things out. Maybe Baltimore's hit their ceiling outside of the Bengals and Joe Burrow. It's like, I mean, that's that's your biggest competition right now. So, you know, I, I just I think you look at the ability to admit a mistake and then solve it and move forward. It's a huge step. I just over, don't understand.
0: Don't good money after bad.
1: Right. But if you're an NFL owner and you made the decision on the head coach, and, and, and what I think and what I, I should say, what I know is that they really want Joe Judge to work. They do like Joe Judge. They do like everything he brings. And, and there's like an, a Belichick obviously angled from it, but it's also like a Coughlin feel with how he coaches things. And I think they like that because they've seen that work. Yep. It's just I don't know that that works this day and age in the NFL anymore. And I think if you're putting a general manager in a position, honestly, probably like they did with Ernie Accorsi, which I think that's how they see this playing out. Like, let's give a guy like Ernie Accorsi, whoever that next guy is, all the power and the ability to decide what he wants to do, yep. and that's what gives us the best chance to be successful. And that's where I look and I just go, you know, okay. But so what are you basically just letting his feet wet for the next year? Yeah. And you're letting Joe Judge be a lame duck head coach, and you're letting your roster basically just, I mean, crumble kind of in the ahead. meantime. Yeah. And, like, and like, what do you sell on the fan base for the next year?
0: And it's also competing agendas with the coach and the GM. Um, for sure. And Joe Judge will just be remembered for quarterback sneak. Speaking of quarterback sneaking, you got to sneak out of here because you have stuff to do. You can do yeah. a podcast QB sneak. That'd be kind of cool.
1: I, I don't think I'd do it on third and nine on our own four. I think i just go, i just turn back around hand off the football and run a run play. I mean, are we really that scared about running the football We you have to do a quarterback sneak?
0: It's, it's it really bad. All right. Yeah. Brady Quinn, always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. We'll see you next week. Yep.